0: Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find a meeting to attend, go to adultchildren.org and click on Meetings. This week we're hearing from James who spoke about cultivating an inner loving parent. Please enjoy. Keep it on. Keep it on. Should I keep the mask on? Yes? Yes, please. Okay, you're welcome. Can I be heard? Yes. Yes. All right. Um, James, adult child. Hi. Monique, thank you for letting me share and be of service. Um, I'm uncomfortable, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, Yeah. I just wanna say a quick prayer. God, please help me um, just share from my heart and not operate from fear, not tap dance, people please, or try to be somebody that I'm not. Just, uh, just, just look over little James, that's scared. Comfort him and um, give me the strength and coverage as the adult to, to listen to the little boy, listen to little James. Thank you. Yeah, so it's a tools meeting, Um, tools. So I'll just say my tool is uh, just uh, would be a loving parent. Uh, Loving parent's a tool. I'll just say using a loving parent for guidance. Um, And I'm reading from Pain, Shutdown and Survival, which is in chapter 10 and uh, page 355. Insanity begins. Insanity begins when children are compelled to deny the reality of pain and abuse. Once children have accepted the idea that alcoholism is not violent or dangerous, they have no basis for deciding what is real or for knowing how to respond to those around them. They no longer trust authority to guide them or to protect them from harm. They are paralyzed by indecision and grow to hate themselves for being confused and vulnerable and for needing to feel safe and secure. (sighs) They need to survive by punishing themselves for being vulnerable and by denying their need for love. That like really describes a big chunk of who I am. I learned to punish myself for being vulnerable And I learned how to deny my need for love. That's heavy. That's a lot. That's a whole lot. It's painful for me to even share that. And I have a five month old baby and I watch how vulnerable he is. Just, he doesn't speak a lick of English. I don't understand the Google Gaga, but we get each other so much. Through, the, through just the, hum, the human connection. And his need for affection is helping me bring out my need for affection and love. <sighs> Origin of Emotional Intoxication, page 356. To withstand the intense pain of living with insanity and to have any sense of control, I must deny my feelings and hide my vulnerability. Without the guidance of my emotions, I become dependent on others to direct my behavior. I move from an internal sense of direction based on my own perceptions of the truth to a dependence on alcoholic authority to interpret reality. I am caught in a trap of being obedient to a system of beliefs and behaviors that is actually the cause of my confusion and pain. Damn. Wow. Um, I've been coming to ACA consistently since November, 2014. And that, that Halloween was a Saturday night. It was the Bill W. Dinner dance. I didn't go a woman who I was madly in love with, broke up with me in Whole Foods on the Upper West Side on a 4 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon after a horrific time in Austin, Texas at the Austin Film Festival. I mean, it was just like so abusive. And the person I was working with at the time, she told me when I was out there, she said, nobody has the right to abuse you. I'm saying to myself, what is she talking about? Like the abuse is so subtle it's so, it's so, uh, I first needed to understand what was going on and I come by way of multiple, I mean, damn, I've been working on myself all my life, man. Um, I've been trying to escape all my life as well. So at that time I had no clue as far as this language and what was really going on. I was in recovery, I was, you know, in recovery. I just had no clue and Looking back, looking back, what an angel she was. What an angel she was. What an angel. Wow. And I resented her so much, but she was really an angel for me. Like that that nasty breakup was like the most awesome beginning in my life. I have a lot of grieving to do. A lot of layers of grief. I grew up without both of my parents. They both died from heroin overdoses. By the time I was eight years old, I tried waking my mother up from a heroin overdose and she didn't wake up. That hurts. I never really said that. I never really talked. Imagine going on a date with somebody or getting to know people. And be like, hey, so what do your parents do? Whether they was in prison or some shit like that, let's bet, you know, any, I don't know, but doctor, pharmacist, My dad's a thug, a gangster, I don't know, a boxer. You know, I said, hell, my dad has died. How did he die? Heroin overdose. What about your mom? How did she die? Heroin overdose. When I was four years old, we, we had a house on, on Prospect between Carlton and Vanderbilt. I burnt it down playing with a, a lighter when I was four years old. I didn't tell anybody until I was 13. Then we ended up living like on welfare and stuff like that. So I learned early on that so much. Uh, then I found out because of the way I look, I'm fucked up too because of the way I look. I'm fucked, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot for me to take in for eight years. Like, wait a minute because of the way I look. And then they saying, we beautiful over here, but then they don't look like beauty. Then I grew up in a religion where they said I was God. People that look like me was God. I'm like, what fucking kind of God is this? It was just so... And I remember when they said my mother went to heaven, the, the police officer, tall, blonde hair, blue eyes. i never forget his face. Very handsome, man. I'm at a stage of my life now where I can say men are handsome. You know that? I can say that today. Very handsome man said, "Your mother's gone to heaven with tears in his eyes," and I said, "Can I go?" And he said, "No." And then they praying on Sundays ago. That was just so confusing to me, so confusing, so confusing, and I just shut down. Man, I had, I had no. And I'm just running in the streets. This area, this every, this whole thing is grieving for me. This has always been a nice area, by the way. It's not like it's gentrified or anything. Um, but everything just seemed. I just I, like I just learned how to run from myself. I remember like being like 14 years old on the top of a daycare center in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, on St. John's between Bedford and Rogers, and I remember like getting high and screaming from the top of my lungs. I'm gonna do this for the rest of my life. I screamed it at 14. And then the shame that came with that story I just shared with you, the shame. And my little boy is like right now holding me and like crying and like smiling, you know? For me to share that, he took on the burden of that. That little confused little boy took all of that on Then the shame of like going into the, going into the bodega with a food stamp, waiting for everybody to leave the store so I can use the food stamp. The little boy learned the shame, the inheritance, the shame that so binds the adult child. The shame, it's really the shame for the, like the, the turning on myself, turned on myself. I can't rely on none of you. It's already proven. So I'm selling drugs, 14 years, 15 years old, carrying a pistol, frightened little boy, changed my name to Supreme God of Law. I wanted my fucking name to be Fluffy or some shit like that, you know? But my friend's name was Fluffy because his brother was a murderer, so he can have the name Fluffy. His brother was a murderer. His brother's name was Homicide. He got murdered and he was a murderer. I had nobody to protect me, you know, bullied. And when you do you can't beat them, join them. So fuck it, I just start selling drugs and hanging out with drug dealers. Thank you. Crushed by my family, crushed. The generational shame and going through life, never feeling like I fit in. Never, no matter where, no matter where. Put me in any scenario. I say, man, if I just had money, if I just met the right people, saying giving a speech at the White House, having tea with the President of the United States of America, being offered to go to any school, and then like, you know, just fuck all that, and go hang out in a crack house, <sighs> pushing love away throughout life, pushing it away, pushing it away. Pushing love away. Love is, right now, uh, and I said the loving parent, I said the topic is a loving parent, but I said that as a tool because you said a tool needed to be discussed. So the tool for me would be, you know, incorporating the loving parent, learning to love myself through, a, through the loving parent. Like I really latched on to the model that my parents were instruments and that my loving higher power, that was paramount for me. That language really helped me Bust my heart open. You know, and sometimes I hear stories. I'm like, "Wow, did I get off easy not having parents?" But the grief is paramount—the grief of not having that love. Like, I watch my little baby boy. It's crazy. Then a woman of like years ago just reached out to me, and that's my—and that's what I get for posting shit. Cause oh, you happy with your child? And by the way, you might be the father of my child while I'm happily married right now. It's crazy. And I gotta show up with that. I gotta show up for that with love and be responsible because if it is, I gotta do the right thing. But I get a lot of help. I don't do it alone. I'm not a therapist. I can't really take on other people's energy. I used to try to. I used to try to sponsor a lot of people. And and I still do so, but I've learned to say no You know, I've learned to say no to commitments. I have a lot on my plate. I have a lot on my plate. I have a full life, a really full, abundant life that I've been trying to push away most of my life. I'm very, 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 very fortunate. I know that today. Based upon my story, my upbringing, my socioeconomic background, I'm very lucky. I'm very fortunate. I'm not like a rapper who can sell his trauma. You know, like I'm not trying to sell my trauma or anything. like. But I, I, I need to grieve it. A lot of people don't get to recover where I come from. They don't. They don't get to have a wife and a child. So I'm just trying to show up for my life. I feel like I'm just starting to to get to know myself a little bit better. And I'm starting to, my 14 year old niece is helping me. Like I'm learning from people. Like, let me understand um, when someone says he, him, they, I don't understand. I don't understand. I grew up very homophobic. Where I grew up, it was shameful. My cousin Elton was openly gay in the eighties. I have a friend, his cousin is Jay-Z. My my cousin is Elton, who was openly gay in the 80s. When we walk into the store, they saying tutti frutti, going to get some booty. So I don't wanna hang out with him. So I judge everybody that look like that. I have so much bias in my heart. And now I see my little boy, like I love my little boy, whatever, for, regardless of whatever his orientation is. But I need to take that out to the world with me too. Because it's about love for me today. It's not about being cute. And people-pleasing and tap-dancing, but I show up with a lot of fear. I show up, my biggest relationships, which is my relationship with myself, my higher power, thank you, romance with my wife, finance at work, they all require me to be vulnerable, and I go right to fear. And then, you know, and then, you know even like being dishonest and not trying to be a saint, but even in my marriage the other day, I got cute. I said, I'm a rookie married guy. Because I'm like, you can see my phone. I'm good. She has 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 photos. She go right to the fucking photo from Instagram. And I said, wow. And I looked at it. And her face, I saw the disappointment in her face. And I said, wow. I said, oh, no, that's just a photo. That's just a photo. Is this? I took a deep breath. I said, God help me. I said, you know what? I'm lying. I took that picture. I'm lying. I don't need to do that. I'm sorry sorry i don't need to do that i don't need to push the look because those little things just the little things like that the little thing little secrets like that just pushing me away from her pushing me away from her so that's my time um thank you for letting me share